We're talking about something I actually have an unusual connection to also because our last trip to Israel. So, um, and it happens to have happened in this very place. So literally streams of Jewish families, farmers, shepherds, merchants, craftspeople, rabbis, scribes, and scholars, they're all together on this particular day, the great day. This is the eighth day of the Feast of Tabernacles. They're all together streaming in, I mean, from every possible place. And not just every part of Israel, but Syria, Babylonia, Egypt. And they've all made their way to Jerusalem to celebrate day and night nonstop for eight days. This last day of the feast today became known as the Great Day, which had lots of special ceremonies to mark the day. Now, the most spectacular... Now, you probably don't think of these feasts as being anything like this, but that's because we're just so far removed from them. But <laughs> right. The most spectacular was the water-drawing ceremony. Here's what it looked like back at the time of Jesus. There was a parade of worshipers led by the priest to the Pool of Siloam. The priest has two golden pitchers. One is for wine. He fills the other with water from the pool. As the flutes continue to play, a choir of Israelites chants the Psalm 118, which I read part of it to you. Then the Kohanim, the priests, sound their trumpets while the Levites play their flutes, lyres, cymbals, and every sort of instrument as the people joined in song. They're at the Pool of Siloam, and they're going to go all the way up to the temple. Well, there's a road. It's called the Pilgrimage Road. Mm -hmm. And it was only discovered a few years back, and they started restoring it. And it's not open to the public yet. However, there is nobody guarding it. So I'm guessing you took a look. I, well, no, I snuck in. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and as it would happen, <laughs> I ran into the main excavator who was, uh, you know, coming out to have lunch or something for the dig. And uh, we get to spend this really cool amount of time. Awesome. So sometimes yeah. you can sneak in places and you don't get in trouble. Sometimes <laughs> you get shown cool coins from the time of uh, Jesus. And you can walk on this road where they walked in this whole thing. And yeah. uh, it hasn't opened yet. I'm really looking forward to the time when it does so we can actually legally you know go back in there again <laughs> but so they're all down at this pool and even the elders with their long white beards would dance wildly singing at the top of their lungs and there are detailed stories written of acrobatic feasts and juggling acts with eight flaming torches rabbi yehoshua ben levi said if you never saw the celebration of the water drawing you never saw a celebration in your life so obviously it was a big deal the whole procession heads back to the temple through the water gate. A trumpet sounds as the priest enters the temple area. He approaches the altar where two silver basins are waiting, pours wine into one of the basins as a drink offering to Jehovah and water from the Pool of Siloam into the other. Now, on the last day, today, the great day of the feast, Yeshua stood up and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This verse that you probably know so well happened today in the Feast of Tabernacles. In the moment, the greatest moment of the feast, he stands up. You know, you know they've been trying to capture him the whole time and arrest him. And now he says, hey, that water you're pouring, that's me. The celebration <laughs> you're having, it's for me. If it sounds familiar... His words about living water were similar to what he told the woman at the well in Samaria. But this time he wasn't alone at a well with a woman. He was in a huge crowd whose focus was totally on water. He's quoting Isaiah 12, which is perfect because the people had been repenting of their sins for over 40 days, hoping that somehow by Yom Kippur, God would forgive them for their shortcomings and failures and sin and rebellion and would seal their name in the book of life. 
Isaiah 12, 1 was the perfect verse. And in that day, you will say, Oh, Yehovah, I will praise you. Though you were angry for it with me, your anger is turned away and you comfort me. See, the Feast of Tabernacles comes four days after the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. And finally, your fate was supposed to be finalized. So they built their sukkahs, and they've been staying in them for a week. And they're in the midst of the water-pouring ceremony. And they begin to recite the same verses they do every year. But this year, and I want you to pay real close attention to the language in these verses. I'm going to show you it in Hebrew as well. So this year... The difference is Yeshua is there, preaching and ministering, probably with a gentle smile on his face and piercing eyes. And now his name has been reverberating everywhere as these crowds have been shouting, Hoshana, save us, or literally Yeshua us, Yeshua us. Mm -hmm. God's salvation us. As Yeshua stood in the middle of that great crowd teaching the water ceremony, he proclaimed himself their long-awaited Messiah in a language unique to the very moment. His name was even the focus of the verses. It would have been hard to miss. Here's the rest of Isaiah 12, but we'll read it in Hebrew so you don't miss the part. Okay, so they're saying, Hine el Yeshua, batalo pahad. Now, it means, behold, or certainly, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. But in Hebrew, it's Hine Yehovah Yeshua. So I will trust and not be afraid. They're literally saying that they're not going to be afraid because of, because Yeshua is Yehovah. This God is our God. But they're looking at a man that they don't understand this. So they're literally declaring his full name, Yehoshua, which means Jehovah's salvation. Now, the, the next verse, Kiyo Zimra Ya Yehovah Hayani Yeshua. Again, you notice the, the continuation of his name. For Yah, God, Yehovah is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Mm. But of course, in Hebrew, Yehovah. Haya Ani has become Yeshua, my salvation. So they're, he's giving them this opportunity to say the name of Yehovah and Yeshua together so they begin to get the connection. Wait, this is God. And finally, Usa Abdum Mayim Besosawan Mimayini Yeshua. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. But of course, salvation. Is Yeshua. So they're drawing water from the wells of Yeshua. And he comes up and he says, <laughs> that great verse, I, I'm, I'm the water. I'll give you living water. Draw your water out of me. And this is a verse they're used to hearing all the time. And now, certainly, because thousands of people came to him afterwards, you know, after he, he uh, laid down his life in the Pentecost. So the water ceremony was held to thank God for his provision and to ask him to provide rain for the crops in the coming year. Today, we take water for granted, right? We turn on the tap and water pours out. But in the Middle East in the first century, water was often scarce. The people were dependent on God for the rains and were so vital for life. And they're pouring out water. It's precious, right? And all to say, come quickly, Messiah. We trade everything for you. You are more precious. That's the point. There are two very significant kinds of water sources. Genesis 26 talks about this, Isaac digging again the wells of water, which they dug in the days of Abraham, his father, and for the Philistines and stopped them up after the death of Abraham. And Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of springing water there. Now, wells are efforts of man's hard labor. Springs come to you as a gift to God. Hmm. 
don't miss the significance of digging your own well and rejecting the living water of Jesus. The eighth day represents the final great judgment of all mankind and the devil. Today is the day of salvation. Literally. We say that all the time, but it's really true now. Mm. John 7. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood, and what did he say in a loud voice? Let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Well, guess what? In Hebrew, the phrase springing water, you know, a spring, literally means living waters. So this is a part of the significance of the story of the woman at the well. Mm. When Jesus spoke of this spring type of water, he said, I'd give you living water. She knew there was no spring around. It's where she lived. So he must be talking about the prophecy. You remember the rock in the desert that brought forth water from Rephidim and Meribah? It was right there around not too many miles from where they all gathered near the mountain of God. See, they hit that, that rock cracked open and water poured forth and fed mm. millions of people. I've, I've uh, seen that rock now on video, and you can see where all this water changed, the, the eroded the, the stone. You can actually go to that place. And so this reality is what that woman saw and understood that Jesus, and she said, well, I think you're a prophet. Why did she say that? Because he said the one thing that would identify him with that spot on the trip out of Egypt for life near that mountain. Jesus prophesied the woman recognized the promise of a future Moses.